Erica. Welcome back. We have again with us today, Erica Reynosa, an assistant professor at Seminole State College in Central Florida. Erica shared a podcast episode with us already recently on teaching idioms. And we were so thrilled with her teaching tips that we invited her back today to share about pronunciation. Welcome again, Erica. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So Erica, can you tell us how and why you got so engaged in this topic of pronunciation and intentionally integrating it into your classes specifically? Well, pronunciation, when you ask a student if they know the language, that's what they often refer to, uh, what their pronunciation is like. They don't think so much about writing or listening, but oftentimes for them, they say, oh, if I could sound better. Um, and the other thing is that sometimes it's just hard to hear sounds that you're not used to. So one day I went um, as part of Central Florida TESOL um, here in, our, in Central Florida, I got to go to a professional development session led by Dr. Marcella Farina, who's from UCF, who teaches over at UCF. And it was so funny because I've taken so many classes and I you know, have degrees in this, but this particular session really hit home with me. And she just said, teach pronunciation every time you teach. And I thought, oh, and she gave some examples and I don't remember all the examples that she shared, but just that idea, teach it every time you teach. And so what, two big things that my students know that I'll do is I'll always refer to the schwa sound because it's the most common sound in uh, American English and also the voice and voiceless TH because so many uh, people might not have that sound in their language. Uh, and so teaching it is working their muscles, talking about the way that their mouth and their tongue will move, even their teeth. And then when they sound so much more clear and they can hear it themselves because I often have them record themselves and make videos, they feel so proud and they can see the progress in their pronunciation. That's fantastic. It's really building their confidence in their production, their output, as you mentioned in the beginning. I think that's really interesting when you mentioned that about how when they speak English, if they can produce it, right? That's when you really yes. feel that confidence and building that confidence through pronunciation is super important. So I appreciate you bringing this to our listeners because I agree, I don't intentionally teach it and now you're inspiring me to intentionally teach it. Can you share the how you do it in class and specifically if you do it regularly every class so how do you mix it up how do you teach these sounds Somebody so it's mm -hmm. yeah thank you it's not a lot of preparation it's it's just pointing out oh look here's the schwa sound and for example when i teach schwa uh, i'll say oh what's my name erica where's the schwa sound after i've taught the schwa sound after i've written you know the symbol I give several examples. And one reason I do this, I have a lot of Brazilian and Spanish speakers in my classroom. So for example, if they see the word cut, C-U-T, they'll often uh, say cut because the U in Spanish and Portuguese is U. And so I'll say, ooh, I know why you're doing that because in Spanish and Portuguese, we say ooh. But a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times in English, if you see this U sound, it's gonna sound like uh. Uh, and then I ask them to repeat. And 
they'll forget because they've spoken their whole life saying, ooh, and then that's why it's so important to be intentional and to point it out so often uh, and have them practice. And then after they've mastered like saying it, really pointing out that it's not just in the you, but it's in about, it's in the word the, and showing that so that they say, oh, it's not just the visual representation, it's a lot of different words have the schwa sound. The other thing I do is I teach voiced and voiceless TH. And um, I use on YouTube, there's a teacher named Dave Skonda, S-C-O-N-D-A. And he has a great video. It's about 10 minutes long. And he um, uses TH voice and voiceless. And so we'll watch it together as a class and I'll have them repeat the exercises that he provides. Fantastic. Can you go back just for a minute and explain to anyone who may not be familiar with the schwa sound, what that means, where you find it, just examples of how you teach it with what words, for example? I start with the word the, because to a student, they'll see that and they'll say the, and sometimes we say the, right? but it's most often the, and when they're hearing it. So it's perfect because it has the TH sound, mm-hmm. the voice TH sound and the schwa. Um, so what do I do with that? I actually, I just pointed out like, look, the, and every time that I, you use the um, million times a day. So I'll just point that out. I start off with that. And how do you migrate from that to the schwa? <laughs> From the the oh my gosh, well from the has the schwa sound and then I'll say what sound is that and I'll say uh and I'll ask do you have the sound in your language and they kind of think about it sometimes I think I think most of the time people say no we don't we don't say uh um and then I'll draw a big giant schwa on the board which looks like an upside down backwards e and. Uh, I'll say, what other words? They might not be able to think of the words at first, but I'll write the, cut, bug, and then I kind of group them that way with with schwa. Fantastic. That's a great example. And I think it'd be really interesting to practice more of this. I think, you know, even the word think and Thursday and thank you. Um, we use, you know, thank you hundreds of times a day, I'm sure, I hope. <laughs> so mm-hmm. those words that are relevant to our everyday vocabulary are really important to practice the pronunciation. Again, to give our students that confidence when they're out in the world practicing their English, that they know that they're being understood and heard with the correct pronunciation. And, and that's why that I use that also, what you just said, that they're being understood. So I'll point out to them, Oh, if you practice this, because again, with voice TH and voiceless TH, you sticking your tongue out a little bit and they're like, oh, I don't do that. And I say, it's okay. Stick your tongue out. And I'm really, I'm, it's really important to create a safe environment all the time. But with this particular um, exercise, it's important because for me, my approach is being kind of silly and just sticking my tongue out. And I'll have them use uh, their 
phones to see themselves sticking their, their tongue out, getting a piece of paper so that they can see the movement of the paper and why that puff of air for TH, for example, is so important. Um, before COVID, I used to take their hand and I'll say, you know, I'll say, thank you, thank you. And then um, they see the paper moving. I used to blow on their hand, but now I don't do that anymore. I use the paper. <laughs> And they can see the movement. And um, for Spanish speakers, for instance, they'll say, oh, we don't say this. Well, Spaniards from Spain do, right? They say, they don't say gracias. They say gracias. So for them, it's easier, this TH sound. But I will say to my South American Spanish speakers and Central American Spanish speakers, I say, you know this sound. And I use that example. I say, how do you say gracias? How do you say thank you? Gracias. How do people from Spain say thank you? And they'll say gracias. And they kind of always giggle at that. But I say, see, you know this sound. You don't use it all the time, but you know it. And you can visibly see them, their shoulders kind of relax and go, oh, I do know it. Yeah, that's a great, Mm -hmm. great example. Yeah, to give them that confidence that they already have that ability is just using it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it Absolutely. Fantastic. Those are, that's a really super example. Um, you mentioned one website, uh, sorry, well, website, David Skanda's YouTube video. Any mm-hmm. other resources that you might suggest for our listeners to utilize, to find pronunciation, things that they could bring to class if they're like, well, I'm not sure how to teach this sound. Or... I recently found, so I, I a lot of times I go to American English. Um, what is it? American English for Educators. Uh-huh which is a state department, U.S. State Department website. They have wonderful resources, but I recently attended a professional development that was given by my colleague and she introduced me to the color vowel chart. Oh, yeah. And so I need to learn how to use it a little bit more, but so I've been watching some YouTube videos, but that is also really uh, great. It looks like, you know, the phonetics chart where you're supposed to place your sounds and your tongue and everything. Uh, so I think that would be helpful for some people for pronunciation. Um, the other thing that I do is that I count syllables and I often ask them, oh, how many syllables, especially when I'm introducing new vocabulary. And this is for beginners through advanced. And sometimes, you know, when people get to the advanced levels, they're like, I know it all. Mm-hmm. And then they find a new word, for example, archaeologist. And they're like, archaeolo. How do I say this teacher? And I said, well, let's let's look. I'm going to say it. Let's look at the syllables. Archaeologist. And sometimes when I'm teaching pronunciation, um, again, it's not the pronunciation class. This could be reading. It could be writing. But we'll find some new words. And I'll start the pronunciation from the last few syllables and then work backwards just to like change their mind up a little bit. And that helps them capture sounds. Do you know when I was actually studying Romanian and interesting that you say that I used a language app called Pimsleur and mm-hmm. that's how they taught. They would go from the back to the front of a word to teach a new sound. And it was very effective. You, you know, before I had practiced that, I hadn't used that technique, but for those of you out there who are listening, I recommend when you're teaching new vocabulary word, the pronunciation, start from the end of the word. And you can do this with a whole sentence. You can start at the end of the sentence. I went to the store, to the store. I went and then to the store, to the store. I went to the store, you know, the sentence backwards, but same 
with a whole word like pronunciation, shun, pronunciation, shun, and you know, basically go backwards to the forwards, like you just said. Yeah. And actually, for example, when we use words like future, sometimes yeah. someone will say future or say something else. And I'll say, oh, this actually sounds like teacher. And then I say, you know, this word, right? Teacher. And they say it and it's perfect, but it's, it shakes up your mind and your brain when you have to see it a different way. That's why going backwards, I think uh, this isn't scientific evidence. This is my (laughs) thinking that you start from the back. It shakes it up. So you're not just looking at the visual letters to get the sound. You're listening to me make the sound. And when I was learning German, and I'm still a beginner in German, some of the sounds are hard for me to capture. But if I do this with myself, it helps me. Yeah, I totally agree. Great. We both discovered something new. Okay. <laughs> you see how minds, great minds work alike. Um, thank you for sharing these ideas. And we will put uh, in our show notes these resources for you all. One last thing I thought of as you were talking was tongue twisters. If you've used those as a way to teach pronunciation and have any sites that you use to find good tongue twisters as well. You know, in that Dave Skanda YouTube video for TH, he has some tongue twisters already there for you. And again, that's why it's so easy. And I encourage people to use materials that are already there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that if you have an idea or materials, share, uh, because it helps us make do our jobs and get this work done in in a better way. And the reason that I'm an ESOL teacher or... uh, the reason I do this, my parents immigrated and I knew that by learning the language and the culture, they've progressed so much. So it's my mission to share that too. So just, I, that's why using these different materials, it's so helpful. Yes, thank you so much. And we will share all these resources with our listeners. Again, they'll be in the show notes. I had one called Fluent You that I've used to find uh, tongue twisters as well. So we'll add those. Thank you, Erica. This has been really valuable to learn from you as well. And thank you for sharing your valuable tips with our listeners. We look forward to seeing you again. Thanks for joining this episode of TTELT, brought to you by Educators Worldwide. Follow TTELT on social media. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel. 